0: You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Dara, and we are actually recording remotely today. So we're, we're recording from my parents' Subaru. Do you want to talk about why we're in your parents' Subaru? Well, it's a very traumatic story um, I was driving home from an art show last weekend actually in Hoke Hessen at RH gallery Ellen Durkin who was on mm. a guest on our last episode and um, another a, a number of other artists that we know and are familiar with or also hope to know um, they were showing. And so I had gone to the gallery and after I left, I was driving back from Hokes to Wilmington sitting at a red light and somebody just came and plowed right into the back of my car. So unfortunately the insurance company deemed it a total loss. And so I'm on the hunt for a new car, but in the meantime, I'm driving the mean lean red Subaru Baja. So if you see me around town, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one driving that vehicle. So well, of course,
1: I was so sorry to hear about what happened. And also not only because, you know, I, I care about your health and safety, but because we had taken a number of trips and adventures in the in the Little Red Acura. Um, but then uh, we had plans like that week. And I wasn't sure if you really wanted to go out or if you just were laying, laying low. And you said you were going to lay low, but I think
0: you've been able to sneak a lot of stuff in. I did. You know, my intention was to lay low as much as I could, but I always have so many commitments that that means I get one night to myself. And other than that, I'm out and about. Um, but it was, it was actually a really fun week. I, I, the day after my accident, I actually still went and did a 5k. I walked most of it because I was having a lot of shoulder pain, but we determined after a few days it went away and it was just sort of a stress and tension pain from the accident, not an actual injury from the accident. So, I had a good time. I went to Orange Theory and did a workout, and then I went to the Run the Vineyards 5K at Penn's Woods, which was really fun. You actually get to do sort of part trail run and part run through the vineyard. And then you end, obviously, and you get a glass of wine, and they have music, and everybody's there kind of hanging out. So, I went with my friend Becky, and we just had a really nice Saturday morning.
1: I haven't been to Penn's Woods in, I have to admit, a few years now, but every time I'm there, I see some sort of listing of a bunch of calendar events. I think they've done movies in the vineyard before. I know you've talked about doing runs there before
0: and, of course, live music. Yeah, they do 5Ks. um, They do 8Ks as well. So for people who maybe want to do something a little harder than a 5K, they do have that. And, yeah, they do movies. They also do a lot of sort of like food pairings, seasonal food pairings. So I think they've done, um, like for Mother's Day, the month of May, they'll do cupcake pairings Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And so it's a really fun way to go taste some wine, go experience maybe some cupcakes from a local cup or chocolates or whatever whatever the item is that they're doing pairings and just to have a nice day out with some friends. So while I may not have been to a winery lately I do have to admit that I was recently
1: in Moore Brothers in Trolley Square and I haven't been there in a while um, but I was out with um, a couple of friends among them Alex um, who's a wine enthusiast to say the least. And, um, he helped me pick out a couple of bottles of wine because I was making something special for dinner and they always have a wine tasting there, which is so great. Yeah.
0: More brothers is great because you can sort of go in and especially when you're having guests and you sort of don't know what everyone's palates will be and mm-hmm. they'll give you some great recommendations and you can taste things. Um, the other thing is taste of trolley is actually coming up this weekend on Saturday. So I think this is the, fourth year they'll have done this event. I think the first year was 2015 because I was living in my apartment in Trolley. And it's really cool. All of the shops and restaurants in Trolley sort of set out outdoor tables and people can come by and it's kind of a Trolley Square community day. So for anybody who's in the area, that's always really fun to check out and and it's a nice way to connect with the different shops and Moore Brothers always does a great table. But I think that the one event that we've been able to do together because this is the first time we've seen each other in a while, is that we had a night at the theater. We did have a night at the theater. You know, I, we talk about Delaware Theater Company a lot, and I'm so glad that we do because they have so many great shows um, that really are, are high quality. We have really high quality acting, high quality stage presence. I have even made a debut at Delaware Theater Company. Audience participation, yes. Audience participation. I was led on stage. I screamed. It was, I was I was riveting and the reviews were great the reviews came from dara so i don't know if they're fair but i will take them um but this show was a little different it was definitely some audience participation but in a different way right so we discovered this show
1: cuz we were looking at i didn't see it advertised until maybe like a week or so before um so we were seeing we saw a reading so not a full staging but a reading of basic witches which is which is Basic Witches. Basic Witches. A show about. A show of... Basic Witches. A show about. Um, it's sort of a mesh between, like, imagine RuPaul's Drag Race, but the queens are all witches. And they had, like, the like some sort of version of the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, the, the... Ursula. Witch in, Ursula from Under the Sea. Um, the... Hansel and Gretel, which was a baker and, um, they had, uh, the witch from Snow White with the mirror. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was sort of like you, you kind of had to know that it was there or I'm not sure if it it came together. It was a drag show.
0: So when Dara says it was like RuPaul's, it really was, it was a drag show and it was so fun. Everyone was fabulous. The witches were all in great competition with each other. It had a great storyline. And the thing that um, we brought our friend Meredith with us, with us, and what neither of us told her before we went was that it's a musical. And then they started singing. And they started singing, and Meredith was so enthusiastic because she's such a good sport about everything. Um, But it was great. It was all, you know, original music and it was it was a great preview because they were doing this sort of in anticipation of their run in Philly in October. Yes, they're going to be at the Arden Theater. Um, So
1: I thought that the show it was it was definitely not what you would normally see in a lineup at. Delaware Theatre Company or like another regional theatre so I thought it was a really interesting way to one get a look at how original shows are created that you know they don't it's not just that they suddenly spring on stage there's a a process behind it and two which is kind of a really um, important and ongoing conversation right now happening a lot is representation on stage and hearing different voices and seeing different storylines there was a character who used um, they, them pronouns, and there was this whole bit about that um, where some of the witches didn't always understand what was going on. Yeah, and
0: I I think it was a really relatable thing because I know for, for me, I just... And part of this is that my high school English education so pushed that when you don't know the gender of the person, you assume he, the masculine, takes precedence. And so I'm sort of having to unlearn that... And so it's so funny to me because, of course, like I'm unlearning the proper English that I was taught. When before that, I probably said the now politically correct but grammatically incorrect thing.
1: Yeah. So it it was, and it was only one act. So it really wasn't that much of a time commitment. Um, yeah, I think the show was maybe ninety minutes, probably less. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say that I think there's um, there's a road ahead of them. There were some. There were a few hiccups. There were some things that they're still working out, um, but it was a really interesting and creative experience to see behind the scenes and um, just to, like,
0: get out of the typical box that theater often gets put in. Agreed. And, you know... Obviously, we love to support the arts. Um, we go to a lot of theater. Dara especially goes to a lot of theater. And we always talk about ways you can find activities and events to do and either make them less expensive or free. Um, and just by sort of regularly browsing the DTC website, Dara found this show and it was free for us to go and have a night out with our friend and um, get to experience theater and something new and interesting to us. And you have another free event coming up. Yeah. So the... This weekend, I'm going to go to Brews and Grooves at The Queen. I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a lot of local breweries, some live music, all things that I really like. Um, And I actually got those tickets for free, courtesy of Dara winning them at best of Delaware so um it was really exciting because the Queen had a table at the best of Delaware event and they had sort of a wheel of fortune you mm-hmm. could spin I think I won a pair of sunglasses that had the Queen on the side so that was that was a a fun get and then Dara spun the wheel and won two tickets to a number I think there were four or five shows you could pick yeah you could pick and two tickets yeah so you it was automatically you and a friend who would get to go. Right. So um, Dara sort of looked at all the dates and what the options were. And I think you were probably out of town for most of them. Um, and this one, I think you're going to be in town. But because the premise is kind of beer and you... That's more your thing. It's and more were my thing. you standing right there and you seemed excited. So I was very enjoyed. excited because I wanted to go to this event. And mm-hmm. so now I have free tickets. And, of course, since I won the free tickets or Dara won the free tickets and has gifted them to mm-hmm. me so generously... Um, I actually have heard a number of times where they've been doing sort of like call-in quiz questions and things like that on WSTW, and I've seen free tickets at other events that you could win. So always pay attention because you may be at one event where you bought tickets, and then you can win tickets to something else or or just find out about other free and low-cost events going on.
1: And so then this is not exactly a free event for us, but it is a self-organized event. That's happening the next day. So you have Saturday, you have your brews. Yes. And then Sunday, you're going to have your food.
0: Yeah. So I love to eat. Everybody knows this. Um, I feel very passionately about leftovers also. Um, There was a whole conversation at work today that I don't Instagram my leftovers and call it meal prep. But I definitely still eat a lot of leftovers. I'm down. I like to cook once and eat for four or five days. Um, That's just me. But I'm excited about this event because I get to cook once and I get to eat different things for four or five days. And this is sort of Dara's brainchild. We did this event back in February and we're doing another one this weekend. Mm -hmm. So we did a soup swap in the winter
1: um, because my sister gave me a soup swap cookbook for Christmas. And I think she just thought she was giving me a book with a lot of soup recipes in it. But it was actually um, the author of the book explained this whole premise where she lived, I think, in... Vermont or Maine. I can't remember. Anyway, she lived in New England. It snowed a bunch. She and her friends were always looking for something to do and kind of like a way to warm up in the middle of the winter. So they would each, um, make a soup and then divide it up into a number of servings and then they would meet and they would swap soup. So then you make one soup, but then you have like four other kinds in your freezer now. Um, so instead of soup for the fall, we're going to do like crock pot meals. So maybe stew, Um, I don't think anyone's bringing soup again, but just like kind of like a hearty fall
0: meal. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really excited. Fall's my favorite season when it comes to food. I think your squashes come into play. You can start doing some really hearty and thick meals. Um, you can choose a lot of things that are really healthy, but they can also feel like comfort foods. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a little harder in the summer because there's so much great produce and, and it's great, but it's not, it's not quite as warming of the soul. Um, and I'm pretty excited. I'm going to try, I think, a dessert in the crock pot and sort of do a little dessert for everybody. Oh, you're going to make the dessert in the crock pot. I'm going to do a crock pot dessert. Oh, I thought you were just going to bring dessert. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do it in the crock pot. I'm thinking, um, there are a lot of sort of like lava cake type things. So I'm thinking that might be a fun, a fun little option. I know that
1: cheesecake is not your thing, but I've heard that making cheesecake in your crock pot is actually a really great way to make it.
0: I have heard that. I have definitely heard, you know, I got an Instant Pot um, about a, oh, now almost two years ago. Wow. And I am obsessed with it. And people on the Instant Pot Facebook groups rave about the Instant Pot cheesecakes. So that might be a possibility too, because I think, I think we would open it up to an Instant Pot exchange. Yes, that would be fine. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And then... Also, speaking of
1: um, Sunday, and we were talking about free events, and now we're talking about things to do on Sundays. Um, a lot of the times, different museums and places, they have um, like lower price admission on Sundays. So one of the things that I did this past weekend was I like, swung by the Delaware Art Museum. I've been to it a bunch of times, but I, there was an exhibit there that I wanted to see. And on Sundays, um, you can go for free. Um, I think you can also go Thursday nights for free.
0: Yeah, Thursday nights, they, they have a happy hour, so I think they do live music, and you can all you can buy wine and beer in the cafe, and you can mm-hmm. wander the halls during happy hour. So they had a, um, a small
1: exhibit up right now. It just went up, and um, I believe it's up for a few months, but uh, when the Hotel DuPont was sold, um, a, a number of the artworks that were in the hotel were originals from local and regional artists, like... Andrew Wyeth, um, Loper, those sort of names that really are being in our world, but also in Delaware. Um, and so the museum has them now. And in one of the galleries they had maybe like, maybe a dozen on display. Um, and they had like a a little history of like, I thought it was particularly funny that they pointed this out, but a lot of the times when you see artwork in museums, it's pretty bad or no, sorry. That's not the way it is. I don't, I don't think that's what Dara meant, you guys. That's not what I meant. When you see um, artwork in hotels, it's usually bad, and it's just, like, filling
0: the wall. Yeah, I think a lot of times when you go to a hotel, they're sort of buying a mass-produced reproduction of something.
1: Yeah, so it's, like, an interesting glimpse into Wilmington history, local art history, and then kind of, like, this continued um, situation, you know, what like what happens to art when places get places get sold and
0: you know who takes care of like the treasures that are, are from your own neighborhood yeah i think that's so great and you know we're so fortunate that delaware art museum exists and and especially that they have such a focus on the local culture um you know obviously places like philadelphia are famous for their art museum but it doesn't always have regularly local exhibits to the city. And I think that's something special that we have in Wilmington. So Dee, we're obviously looking forward to What the Croc, but you know, we got a request from one of our listeners, shout out to Lisa, our friend, Lisa, who listens every week, um, that maybe we should chat about things that we can do regularly that aren't special events or aren't special exhibits that are sort of always going on. And we love to do that, but obviously... We always have a hard time because there's always somebody doing something special, and Liquid Alchemy is no exception. They've been open a couple years now. They're making really great meads, so honey wines, and they're, you know, this summer they were doing a collaboration with Woodside, and I think they had a collaboration with a brewery also, Um, and then they've got one more cool collaboration that they started, and it looks like they're going to continue at least one or two more times. So... I think we talked about this last week as one of our, like, fall things that we hope to do is maybe, like,
1: you know, of course, drink apple cider, try some mead, apple wine. And then I was reminded this weekend that now they have axe throwing at Liquid Alchemy.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't want to say that we're pros because I'm pretty sure nobody would ever pay me money to throw an axe. But we are trained amateurs. Yes. We had the opportunity to go down to Urban Axes in Baltimore, again, with our, with our friend Lisa. So we know this is an activity she would like. Um, but she invited us down for the day, and so we had a group of eight of us, and we got the chance to, to throw some axes.
1: So I think that sometimes
0: when we're looking for things
1: to do, we forget that you can do, like, activities.
0: Yeah, a lot of times we're thinking of events as the activity and not necessarily just of, like, hanging out and what can we do while we're hanging out.
1: Yeah. So for like just before the first day of fall, um, I made it to Constitution Yards and I also did
0: the mini golfing at the riverfront, which I don't think you've ever done. No, I've never been mini golfing at the riverfront. Um, You know, a lot of people know this about me and a lot of people don't know this about me because I I work out, but I have no hand-eye coordination and I am not at all skilled in anything athletic. Um, I have been known to be asked to like, maybe stop showing up to the team kickball events. No, it has happened. My feelings were not hurt. So I, I can accept where I stand in, in athletics and life, but, um, so, so putt-putt's not that much fun for me. I'm, I'm really terrible. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I know that you enjoy going to constitution yards
1: and they have, um, so many games there that you can play while you're drinking. Yeah, Giant
0: Jenga, they have some shuffleboard. um, So it really doesn't matter your hand-eye coordination. It's true, because everyone's hand-eye coordination goes to pot after a couple of beers. Mm -hmm. And... I wasn't sure, like, when they close, but I think that you said that
1: they'll actually be open until the first weekend in, in October.
0: Yeah, so October 5th to the 7th, they're going to, that's their closing weekend, so everybody should go and help them close out their taps and kegs for the season. Um, Dara and I definitely would love to, and Dee, I know they have the Orange Crushes, and those are those are one of my favorite summer drinks. I had a Rum Runner. Oh, very good. But um, we actually both have weddings that weekend. Yes. But we're going to different weddings. Yes. I think that like, so
1: this, I only have one wedding this fall, but looking into next fall, I'm already getting kind of booked and I'm realizing that like,
0: I think that fall is like the new summer. Fall is definitely the new summer. I think, um, actually, you know, my parents got married in the fall. Their, their anniversary is in late October. My parents got married in the fall. Yeah. And my father, my poor father, he was like an ideal groom in that he had very few things in the wedding he cared about. So the three things were that one, he wanted to feel comfortable with the priest because my dad wasn't Catholic and they were going to do the Catholic church wedding. So he wanted to feel comfortable with, Mm -hmm. with the priest. And I think that's fair. Two, he wanted to have a black forest wedding cake because he really liked it and he wanted to like his wedding cake he didn't want it to be sort of dry pound cake which at that point in his life was really all he'd ever had at weddings I think my parents had pound cake as their wedding um yeah and then pound cake is traditional but my father you know he wanted he wanted the the good frosting and he wanted he wanted a black forest cake And then the third thing was he wanted to get married in late October so that he would not have to sweat in a tuxedo. Hmm. But he had to sweat anyway, didn't he? My poor father, all of these things were ruined. It was the hottest October 20th that they had had in 50 years or something like that. And so he had to sweat in the tuxedo. Because it was so hot, they had to rearrange the hall because the cake had started to melt. Oh my God. Because it was so hot. And, um,. The priest ran off with Mrs. Ford a few weeks before the (laughs) wedding and so even though he had handpicked a priest he didn't get that priest it was a different one and for those of you who are from small towns you'll understand mrs ford was the florist's wife and obviously mr ford the florist was the florist for the wedding because he was the only (laughs) florist and so my poor father he's such a trooper but you know what about mr ford i feel bad for mr ford too (laughs) uh, you know it, it really was was awful it was really sad for him but um I think things probably have worked out, but, you know, um, I've always heard the rumor that, like, if the event, right, like, if the grand opening doesn't go well or the event, like, the wedding doesn't go well, then the marriage will be good and Mm long-lasting. And my parents this year are going to be 34 34 years in a couple weeks here. So I think think that's pretty fair. That's great. But so while we're
1: busy going to weddings, um, there's still a ton of events for people to be doing. And uh, I know that you just got off uh, sort of doing Whole30.
0: Yeah, I, my whole 30 journey kind of fell apart with the car accident and some other stressors that were going on between work and teaching and, and just a bunch of things. But it's been a good reminder to practice eating clean and to make that a priority, Mm -hmm. um, when it's possible. So I'm trying not to beat myself up when I'm with my family and, you know, there are beans in the casserole. Um, you you know, it's just not that big of a deal. It's Mm going to be okay. But it was a nice reminder to sort of focus on making sure my sugar intake isn't too high and that I'm I'm eating more fruits and vegetables and whole foods rather than beefing myself up with sugary treats. But I think that you are one of the people that I know who pays really close attention
1: to what it. they like is a very mindful eater. Um but you you do have some
0: of your uh addiction is a strong word. Favorite foods? I do. I really like pasta um, I, I really like anything that's gonna be sort of um a thick grain. So I love a risotto, I love pasta. And those are, those are great. Like, don't get me wrong. You can totally still have them. But I think what we forget is how high in sugar they can be when you're sort of doing them, like, the instant or out of a box, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, pasta, there's a lot of added sugar to sauces. And also, like, it's okay to take in that much, gra- like, grains on occasion. But our bodies aren't always up for eating pasta three meals a day, seven days a week.
1: Sadly, no. But what I'm trying to get to is the topic of the evening, And um, segue ever so gently into it
0: by reminding folks of your Orange Theory plus Smoothie Bowl habit. Yeah, I I should have picked up on that sooner. So um, this is, I would say, one of my better habits. And everybody who follows us on Instagram... Pretty much knows that my Saturday routine is I go work out at 8:15 in Newark at Orange Theory with Chris, who is um, went to high school with us, and so he's great. If you ever have the chance, go take his class. I'll be there pretty much every Saturday, 8:15, and then afterwards I head on over to Viva Bulls, which is on Main Street, and it's in a little shopping center just behind uh, the Main Street Main Shopping Center, um, and. I get my my smoothie bowl and I always get the, I get an acai with granola, and then it has strawberries, pineapple, banana, and Nutella. That's my favorite treat.
1: And I think that you like um, you like this location for a number of reasons, but one of the things that you've brought up to me
0: that you think is pretty cool is that it's a local business. Yeah, so Viva Bowls is a local business. Um, it's locally owned. You know, we obviously love to support local businesses. We had Gretchen on. She's a small business owner. And Kelly is the same way. She was sort of inspired by this sort of smoothie bowl, superfood premise, and she really wanted to bring it to Delaware, so she opened up this location in Newark, and has already grown it to be, um, she added a food truck, and we're really excited because we're actually getting the chance right now to head on into her shop and chat with her about that journey and what it's like to, to be a smoothie bowl
1: restaurateur. Yeah, so I know you have been nice enough to bring me a smoothie bowl um, once or twice, but I've never actually been to the store before, so I'm looking forward to finding out about this world of smoothie bowls that you have thrown yourself into, mm. and... I don't know if
0: I will, maybe I will be as addicted as you are in the end. I hope so. And for all you listeners, we're going to make sure to get all the tips and tricks on ordering smoothie bowls because I don't get super adventurous. I like to sort of get the same thing every time. But Kelly is going to give it to us all in just a minute.
1: Hello, everyone. So now we have made the field trip inside Viva Bowls, um, which is just off Main Street in Newark. Um, But kind of like the, the edge of Main Street that's closer to the library and we have the New York Arts Alliance nearby us and we are here with um, Viva Bowl's owner, um, Kelly Hartman. So Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about where we are and your business and, and how it came to be? Yeah, welcome guys. I'm glad to have you guys here. Um, yeah, My name is Kelly. I'm the
2: owner of Viva Bowl's. Um, in November, my little shop and food truck will be one years old and we're really excited about that. And um, we're just a little acai bowl shop hidden, call ourselves the little hidden gem in Delaware. And uh, we're just doing some cool, healthy options for the state of Delaware. So um, mainly we sell acai bowls. Um, we smell smoothies. Everything's all plant-based, organic, um, no dairy. I'm allergic to dairy, so I don't have any dairy in my menu. Um, 99% dairy free. Um, and we make What's a lot the of 1%? the whey that's in the Nutella. Oh, I didn't really. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Nutella is the only thing we don't make. We make all of our nut butters in house. So um, except for the Nutella, and Nutella naturally has whey in it. Okay. Everything else is dairy free. Uh, we cater to a lot of different dietary plans. If you are gluten free, um, if you're vegan, um, or just are finicky with different types of food, we cater to all of it. So.
1: So I noticed that you said um, you talked about acai bowls mm-hmm. and then you mentioned these Is an acai bowl a smoothie bowl? Yes, Okay. it's a type of smoothie bowl. It's a type of smoothie Mm -hmm. bowl. Okay. so how did you, is this something that you've always had to eat? Is it something that you, like, yeah? yeah?
2: No, sorry, sorry,
1: yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about it. (laughs) Um, I'm
2: excited to learn about it. We're excited (laughs) to hear about it. Thanks. Um, So it actually is kind of a crazy story. i went to west virginia university and i lived a normal college life and um, at the very senior year i was getting debilitating migraines over and over again over and over again to the point where it wasn't letting me live like my life properly and so that year and then the year after we were working with dietitians and nutritionists and we found out that i was severely allergic to dairy and it was like overnight because I had, like, ice cream, I've eaten cheese, I've eaten ranch dressing, stuff like that, like, normal things. But all of a sudden, overnight, I was really allergic, um, and I couldn't have any of it in my diet anymore. So, like, at that point, I was like, okay, so what now? And so um, I kind of was at a standstill with my – I felt with my life for a second because, like, I had grown up eating dairy products. And um, I had to, like, kind of, like, rethink my whole – how do I get – how do I switch from dairy to non-dairy items? And um, I had taken a trip to California and um, I had actually tried my first Pattaya bowl, which is a dragon fruit bowl. Um, And I was like over the moon that there was no dairy in this. And they like looked at me, they were like, where have you been? Like, We've had these forever. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's no dairy in this. I have to bring this home. So um, I'm originally from the DC area and uh, before I moved to Delaware, I was able to find some of the ingredients in some local, local, like, Hispanic markets. And that's kind of where I started making my bowls. Like, very, very simple bowls, like, in the beginning. Um, just for yourself? Or just, you for think, myself, yeah. just for myself. Just um, for myself. Because, like, my friends would have ice cream or go get some coffee and stuff like that. And I couldn't do all these regular things. I was petrified afterwards when I found out what it was. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. I mean, I think a lot of people are really familiar with you know, being lactose intolerant, and obviously, like, that's difficult enough, but, um, an allergy can be so much worse, um, because it just can affect so many other systems, not just your GI.
1: Exactly. And I think, like you say, food is such a social thing, like, and, you know, how can you have a social experience, how can you engage with your friends when they want to go out and have ice cream or have a drink, and that maybe that's not on your personal menu. Exactly. Actually, another thing that I ended up being
2: allergic to was the um, additives in wine. Oh no, oh. I know.
0: Ugh, girl. (laughs) I don't know if I could do that. Dairy, I could give up, but I don't know (laughs) if I could give up wine.
2: It it was, big changes were happening in my life and that's kind of what led me to these big discoveries. And so, with all these changes in my body and then I was able to find this delicious, first of all, something that I have never tried before. It was so different to me. It was bright pink, it was topped with fresh cut fruit and nuts and like all this stuff, and it looked delicious. And it kind of resembled ice cream. I was like, wow. So then I was making it back in D.C., and then my boyfriend and I, when we moved over here, I brought stuff, and I would drive to D.C. and back to get this stuff, because I couldn't find it here in Delaware at all. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what it started. We had a dinner party with some friends, and I presented them this little like little mini bowl, and they were like, what is this? what is this? And I was like, oh, it's a patiah bowl. It's just a smoothie base, a little bit of granola. And they were like, you need to make this for the masses. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And that's literally how it happened. I I talked to my boyfriend about it, and I said, I went to school for business and, and, and marketing, and I said, I've always wanted to open my own business.
0: Now I have a product.
2: Now I have a product that people are like, I mean, my friends would text me. They'd be like, so when can we come over and try some of these? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not making any today, but I guess you could come over. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that kind of, like, would lead me to this. Some of my bowls are five years old that I've been making for five years. Like, my Triple B and my Bikini Bowl. They all have names now, and they all have names. Right, right, names. but they're
0: sort of your Kelly originals. Yeah,
2: song. which were kind of crazy because, like, i had add a little bit of this, add a little bit of this, and now we have a full menu of, like, 25 item plus things and they're all things I've created um but yeah it's kind of like how Viva Bowls started I I saw well Viva Bowls in itself has an actually inside joke of like how it's like the name Viva Bulls like it's an inside joke from college that I won't go into but it's funny I mean that's how I kind of you're like looking. we <laughs> we want to know. know we want to know <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Maybe like we'll that. have to ask you. We can ask
0: you off air. It may off not air. Be, it may not be podcast appropriate.
2: <laughs> it's just a funny college joke. I went to West Virginia University. It's known for partying, and mm-hmm. it had something to do with, like, taking shots at the bar. You would just say Viva, and that's what they would say. Oh, yeah. Long it's life. not that. Long life. Yeah, exactly. Right. A very short, condensed version.
1: And now I'm sure that you have a much, um, you know, your living life so much longer and healthier now that yeah we know trying, about your right food, now that you cut just, out dairy
2: right I'm no longer sick yeah exactly that's funny I didn't even think of that so true um, and really that's how Viva Bulls kind of came to be I have always wanted my own my own my own business and I actually look up to um, you said you, were, you attended the Women's Summit mm-hmm. um, uh, like owner business owners like the owner of Bruhaha and El Diablo these are just such strong Delaware fixtures and I hope to one day my business to be just up there with them, and um, I just think they're amazing. They created something, and there was always other. There's there's always going to be a different type of business that kind of does what you do, but what sets you apart, you know. And I I take a lot of time and effort to create my bowls, so they are really just they just stand out, you know. And they're really handcrafted, and they're not they're healthy for you. You should have a healthy balance with your food, eating a, you know a brunch or having something healthy along the way. So we're really just trying to be a little
0: agreed and I think um, you know you, you opened the shop first and then a few months ago you gave you the truck and I think that has probably made a huge impact because nobody else has a has a smoothie bowl truck in the area
2: yeah we're really excited we were, again we were the first store cafe to open up in Delaware we can re- we can literally say we were the original cafe <laughs> and that's our slogan the original superfood cafe and then we were lucky enough um, to open up our food truck uh, I think, we opened at the beginning of the summer and we've been, the truck's booked out into October at this point. Uh,
0: yeah, you guys are at Rodney Square every Wednesday yeah. um, and that's through October. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see you guys are at, oh my gosh, so many great events on the weekends and on other days of the week. It's crazy.
2: We love it. Um, and it's people, Not we're not just seeking the events, people are like reaching out to us. Will you come to this event, this event? And I'm really excited. The whole game plan for the truck is to feed people back to the store, but really the truck has done way more than what I ever thought it would ever do. Um, going to festivals, going to farmers markets, reaching out to families that like, are like, I've heard of you but I've never been able to access this before and now they can. The truck's been awesome. I love it.
0: Do you envision any other shops in the future, maybe like near Route 202?
2: There's some big things happening for Viva Bulls in the next year.
0: So we're very excited. I'm sure we we, we always understand that everything's not uh, formalized and done yet, so we don't want to jinx anything by talking about it, but we're pretty excited, and if you were to come to the Wilmington area, I know uh, I live in Wilmington, and I'm probably double my business.
1: But speaking of that, we are here in Newark. And um, I know Emily and I, we often end up talking about things happening in Wilmington just because that's where we happen to spend a lot of our time. Um, but there are so many restaurants and kind of like a growing number of new restaurants in, in the Newark area. What do you like about being part of um, the business community here? Like, What what does a week look like for you? I, I love the fact that we opened up our first shop in Newark. Um,
2: There was a lot of like, um, I was a little worried in the beginning that people would accept our idea. Um, And I really wanted to make sure that all my time and efforts were gonna be received well. And luckily, I think we got the green light at this point. But um, I tried it out here, specifically because of the bigger populations at the UD campus. But my whole point of my business is not really to just, I'm so thankful that UD comes in and supports us, but my my whole bigger goal is to be able to, to support Delaware. You know, and I want to be able to not just be at the campus, but I want to grow other places. Um, UD's been so, and the community here in Newark has been so amazing to us, um, but we're ready to go other places, and um, hopefully we'll be doing that soon. I would say that because of where we're tucked in, they call us, like, we always joke about it a lot, that we're, like, kind of a hidden gem, like, because, again, we're not on Main Street Main Street yet, yet, yet. Um, but... You know, people come and find us, and then what's happening is they're trying our bowls, and they're telling someone else.
0: And they have free parking.
2: (laughs) That was a big reason. That was a big reason why we chose to I have to say,
0: like, I really do appreciate, um, listeners know, and and we've talked, but I, most Saturdays work out, um, and then I come get my smoothie bowl. So I do appreciate that I can sort of run in, grab my smoothie bowl, not have to pay the parking. um, And it's a pretty quick in-and-out trip, which I love.
1: So, Emily, how did you find FIFA Bowls? Like, what was it where you were like, I'm going to have a smoothie bowl?
0: Instagram. So, smoothie bowls, um, I personally follow a lot of different food bloggers, um, like recipe bloggers, but then also just sort of the trendy lifestyle bloggers. And, of course, trendy lifestyle bloggers are all over smoothie bowls. They're very Instagrammable. Um, And so, you know, you start seeing all that stuff, and so then you guys popped up, and A great feature of social media is the people or businesses you may know or want to follow both on facebook and on instagram and it's actually where i find out about a lot of new businesses a lot of new restaurants and uh, a lot of events that are going on so i always follow pages so that i can sort of get updates about for you guys where is the trap right Mm -hmm. so i knew like the first week you guys were at Rodney square right it was on your instagram it was on downtown wilmington's instagram um, and so that's where I first was connected to you guys. And um, I think we've been like Instagram fans of each other. So <laughs> that's that. always really fun um, for us sort of as a, a local, I guess, media. Um, it's, it's hard to sort of quantify what, what our brand is, but sort of a local, you know, two local brands connecting. Definitely.
2: You guys have a brand. You guys are like showcasing the, all the amazing things in Delaware. I think people overlook Delaware a lot. And, and it's coming from me, from being from D.C. and then moving to Delaware. I've lived here for five years. I love Delaware. I love it.
0: I love Would you it. say you're a Delaware enthusiast?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> My family back at home was like, well, let's open up a shop back here. And I said, no, not until this is – this Delaware needs all of me right now. Yeah. What is it
1: about Delaware that you like so much? So what I love about Delaware
2: is that, first of all, you can work so hard in a big city and you're just a one of another, Right. And you're just another business opening up, but really they like show you so much love here in Delaware. We opened our business again. We're in this parking lot. People have come out of the woodworks to come try our stuffs and have said, "I've heard about you. I've heard about what you've done. Like I can't wait to try your bowls." And I'm like, I could be running on zero hours of sleep, and then I'm so happy. Then someone tells me that, and I just I just feel they're so appreciative here and they're so kind, but they're genuine at the same time. Mm. I don't. It's like small city meets big city at the same time, you know, because mm-hmm. there's still tons of stuff that goes on here. You know, we have, we're so close to the beach. There's so many things that we're accessible to. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. They're warmer here. They're kinder here. There's more genuine conversation that I feel that happens here. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really feel that way back in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Delaware.
1: I see you have an article from, um, what, the New York Post and the – Review?
2: Yes, UD. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You have two big newspaper printout articles hanging on your wall.
2: Those are the two that we were able to get access to. (laughs) There was two more that um, were printed out um, from Delaware Online, but we haven't been able to print those out yet. Yet, yet. Yeah, yeah, they've been very kind to us. Um, Right when we were starting up everything, Delra Online wrote us a small article saying we were the first smoothie shop opening up, and then um, again, I think like six months later, they followed up with another article showcasing all of them um, after, you know, a few of them had opened up after us, after us, um, but yeah, they've been really kind to us, and I, I don't know, it's I, when you work so hard for like an idea, and you create the idea, and then all of a sudden it becomes a reality, and I don't know, they've been very kind to us, we really, really appreciate
1: it. So you mentioned, uh, I mean, this should be no surprise to anyone who knows how hard people have to work to work in the restaurant industry or own their own business, but you mentioned being exhausted and then, you know, (laughs) seeing your customers. So what, like, could you take us through, like, a day of of being, you know, open? Like, what what time did you get up this morning and, and what are your various tasks? Are you making all the
0: smoothie bowls?
1: I, everyone in my shop knows how to do everything.
2: Everything. We know how to do everything. The manager... and, how, and how many employees do you have? I have 20 now. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. I'm really? It's exciting. <laughs> 20, um, and I've actually just hired a, um, a, a food truck manager now. So she's running the truck with her small little staff that just stays on the food truck. Um, and then as well as I have a part-time manager coming on here at the store. We're really excited about it, but I never thought in, my, in like all my life that I'd have a staff this big at this point. It's exciting, but it's also it's a ton of responsibility at the same time. Mm -hmm. Tons, you know, like again, like when you create something out of nothing, and then like you just you want it to succeed. You want, and like I live and breathe it. I all day long, all day long. And my boyfriend sometimes gets annoyed with me, but it is what it is because I I love it. I love Mm beavables. I think that what I created was amazing, and I think everyone. I think I just want to show the world what we can do.
1: This is actually not the final stage. This is just. One out of a couple. Right, this is
0: the beginning.
1: <laughs> so, when is the busiest time of day for you? Like when, when are the most people eating Viva bowls?
2: So we get a kind of a big rush after high school gets out at three. Oh yeah. We get our lunch rush depending on the days. Um, I would say it picks up from like the end of like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It just goes up the whole way and then it starts back up again. I think Tuesday is always our slowest day, just because. You've spent a lot of money over the weekend. You're kind of just mm-hmm. trying to get in the flow of things. Mm-hmm. We still have a ton of our regulars, too, but that's just how that's just how any business is.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're, you guys are, your hours are 8 to 8? Eight?
2: 8 to, eight to, uh, yeah, no, excuse me, 9 to 8,
1: goodness. 9 a.m. Yes. to
0: 8 p.m. Monday through Sunday. Closed Monday. Tuesday close. through Sunday. Closed on Mondays, yes. I should know this.
1: We're here. We're here. And you're closed. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. Um, could you tell us about some of the names of, yeah the smoothies on the menu the bowls like how did you come up with the different combinations and then name them it's funny um so there's a couple of them
2: I'll go over a couple of our more popular ones Um, our bikini bowl is called the bikini bowl because in the world of well you got your acai base and then you have your house granola but in the world of fruits we call this the bikini bowl because blueberries strawberries kiwi are like the lowest calorie in the world of fruits um darker the berry then after berries it's kiwi okay. so we have sh- blueberries strawberries and kiwi as your toppings when um, we call that the bikini bowl because typically people are like looking at their caloric intake they're saying like where can i get the least amount of calories those are your fruits
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and, and so is acai a fruit
2: yes it's, a, okay. it's, a, and it's an amazonian berry we get our, our acai berry from brazil it looks kind of like a blueberry but it has tones of chocolate, it's kind of earthy tasting, and we make our acai, we blend that with um, strawberries and blueberries and a little bit of banana. That's what our acai is made out of. Okay. Um, and that's what you're getting like that nice smoothie texture from. Um, Dewey Crush is very self-explanatory.
0: <laughs> right, so everybody knows that Dewey Crush, right, is, is the brainchild of the starboard, and so um, Bowls has an adaptation with the base, which is dragon fruit. Um, and then you got passion fruit. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, passion fruit base with pineapple, kiwi, banana. So all good tropical things. Very.
2: And who hasn't had a crush in Dewey
0: Beach? Oh, they're so good. <laughs> I actually haven't. I like, I actually really like the grapefruit ones mm. a little more than the, than the orange, but they're, they're both,
2: they're both great. Dewey's such a great place. We have our all-nighter, too. Our all-nighter, like I said, we make all of our nut butters in-house. And uh, a really special one that we make is the vanilla espresso almond butter. But there's, there's like espresso beans in that. We take full espresso beans, grind those up, put that mix that in with our almond butter. And so we call it the all-nighter because you just have a lot of espresso in it. Little little
0: caffeine boost yes. for late-night studying. Exactly. I love that.
2: We got our Mighty Hen. Our Mighty Hen's an ode to UD and a thank you to UD for being the first shop to open. Uh, you know, their hen. The Mighty Hen, the, you have your acai with, blended with strawberries. Excuse me, top of blueberries and pineapple and banana. I should know these all by heart, but I'm looking right now. Chia seeds and there are hazelnut butter, which is just Nutella.
0: That's, so that's what I always get, but I, I like blueberries a lot. Dara can attest to this. I'm always at her house uh, picking her father's blueberries um but i actually skip the blueberries on that one and i always sub in strawberries instead sounds Um, good so that's my that's my my saturday morning treat
1: do you ever feel like there are only so many ways that you can put fruits and nut butters and and seeds together or am i just thinking like not a smoothie bowl business owner no i totally get what you're saying however today i just
2: created a brand new smoothie with my staff today we just finished our staff meeting and we were adding, like, adding, like turmeric, stuff like that. And, like, okay. I mean, it's a whole different ball game when you start using super superfood powders and stuff like that and herbs and spices. It gives a whole new flavor to it.
0: There was, on one or two seasons ago, of kid's baking championship. I don't know if anybody else watches, but there was an Indian boy. And it was so interesting because he was constantly bringing in a lot of those sort of traditional Indian spices into his baking. And it was giving... I mean, the judges were loving it. Valerie Bertinelli, who is a Delawarean, she's one of the judges. So always got to make those connections. Um, but they were just loving that it was sort of like you weren't expecting these these cakes that had these really rich and full flavors because they were so alternative to what we're used to mm-hmm. in the U.S. And so I imagine like that's sort of the world of smoothies, right? Like we're always okay, strawberries, blueberries, bananas, and then after that, like, oh no, what what do we do? Because we do tend to be kind of square in the U.S. Um, And I'm envisioning sort of like some seasonal things. So obviously everyone gets obsessed with their fall pumpkin spice lattes. Is there any sort of like fall seasonal bowls that you guys are doing? We
2: are. We're really excited about it. Um, I'll tell you two that we're talking about right now. One, we're doing a banana base that has cinnamon and um, a little bit of honey, a little bit of, um, it was also with some apples too mixing in so we got the cinnamon the apple toppings on top really make it really nice and fall.
0: yeah we're so tr- a great fall flavor
2: we love it Cardamom, you know using a lot of nutmeg a lot of things that you like don't necessarily think about but when you add them all together you're like wow this tastes amazing we, we're always playing around with different like types of like flavors because that's like what you said like if you're not really a smoothie person you're like well this is all we have but we're always playing around with different flavors. And actually, different like like charcoal. Have you ever had charcoal in your smoothie? It changes it completely. It's black, and it's so good for your digestion.
0: Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, something we'll have to definitely try.
2: And um, we're actually probably going to be debuting something a little bit different uh, moving forward. Once it starts to get a little bit colder, um, debuting some warmer items. So
1: we're really excited oh, about it. That's going to be exciting. Is it a warm smoothie or something to (laughs) Can you explain this a little bit? Sure.
2: It's not going to be a smoothie. It's going to be just (laughs) some added value to the menu. Um, Like I said, Viva Bowls will always have its main staple as smoothie bowls, but it probably won't forever be the only thing that's on its menu. Um, I don't want to
1: disclose the whole menu yet. but Oh, no. Well, we're looking
0: forward to it, and I know our listeners will be eager to check it out. This is actually
1: um, making me think of the movie Waitress with Carrie Russell, like an indie movie from like ten years ago where she's the and the now pie it's a maker. Broadway musical. And now Broadway musical. Have you have you seen it? She's like she's beautiful though. She yeah, is I want her hair.
0: In the movie, she works at a diner, sort of like a small town off the side of the highway diner. Um, and every morning, she creates a new pie, and it has an interesting name, and it has. You know sometimes it's sort of a traditional apple pie and that's fine and then sometimes it's something much more elaborate or different mm-hmm. or it's savory she makes like lonesome chicago pie and like
1: she also she gets pregnant she, she becomes pregnant, pregnant throughout the movie and so, so, so the there's I'm like a with
0: earl's baby yeah
1: pie. <laughs> it's it's an excellent but i i imagine
0: that process is sort of the same that you find maybe one ingredient mm-hmm. that gives you your inspiration and then you kind of like build out from there
2: I love it. I love it. And you're right. It's, I don't have anyone telling me what I can and cannot put on my menu. So it's like when I find something that I truly love, like, um, I'm really into like the purple sweet potato right now.
1: Oh. It's,
2: okay. I love a sweet potato. Yeah. So that sounds great. So it's purple down South America. Right. And so what you can get is you can incorporate that into smoothie bowls and you can make a purple smoothie bowl. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Well, and what I love about that is you can get your sweet potato serving in. And- And so you're lower in sugar than a lot of the fruits but you can sort of beef up your bowl with something with high nutrients
2: and i love it because i have all this like room to explore new flavors and different types of recipes and if i want to serve soup one day i can serve soup but i mean obviously we're not doing that right now but um we're really excited there's so many options and i and i i I hope to have my smoothie menu kind of expand, and a new thing that we have right now are our house lemonades. They're all handcrafted. You can have like dragon fruit lemonade, or lavender lemonade, or charcoal lemonade, and there's always health benefits to all of them, so it's, it's, it's neat. I love being able to create stuff, and I also listen to the customers, too. Like, some of my customers are like, oh, I want this, and I'm like, well, how can I bring this to them? Like, they make us run you know they 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 provide us with opening our doors every day so I have to provide stuff that they want
0: yeah I think customer feedback um, is always super important so it's great that you're, you're willing to incorporate it and it's something you welcome
1: I know that you mentioned that you have a business background but is there anyone in your family who emphasized like um, cooking or creating what sort of foods did you enjoy making when you were growing up
2: oh man uh, my mom is from South America and my dad is German Irish and my stepdad's Scottish. So it's so crazy because my mom loves soups. And so did my stepdad. My stepdad's a culinary that could cook anything from around the world. So I grew up with like eating curries, also Jamaican food. Very also adventurous eater. So adventurous, yes. And sometimes I didn't want to eat it, but I appreciate it now. I'm like, wow, he cooked. There's so many dishes I would never have been able to try. So we tried everything. Um, and dinner and, and eating together as a family was always super important sharing your day with them. I am the oldest out of four, so I was always, like, listening to everyone's stories and everything, and so eating and having a good relationship with food is always super important. We try to teach that to everybody here, you know? We don't have a lot of seating. I wish we had more, but, like, sit down, eat, hang out.
0: Yeah, food can really be the center of a community and an experience. Mm-hmm. So. What? Um, so, we were just talking about this earlier. We're actually going to do,
1: like, a little get-together with our girlfriends and... Also, our moms were doing like a, a crock pot meetup. Um, what the crock? What the crock, we're calling it. Um, and uh, this is just something that we like to do for fun. Um, is there a recipe that like, you're looking forward to making in your own kitchen? Is there, like, what is your comfort food for oh fall? Oh, my goodness. Uh, just like a really good chicken.
2: <laughs> just a good, <laughs> just a good yeah. roast chicken? Roasted chicken with like veggies, asparagus. Yeah. I love uh, winter, like, root vegetables. So squash, it's squash season. Oh my goodness, sweet potatoes, Squ- all that squash stuff. Squash season is here. Yeah, oh I definitely think, and even you know, if you if you don't eat meat, like you can make so many good things in the fall. There's so many good vegetables and fruits come out in the fall, and you can do like you can even use fruits. You know, roast an apple with some chicken. You know, mm-hmm. and then now you have fruit and chicken together. I don't know. I just there's so many good things that. I like it when it's a little bit colder, funny mm-hmm. enough, because I own an acai shop, but <laughs> I like when it's a little bit colder. Yeah,
0: we were saying we feel like it's really easy once it becomes fall to do those comfort foods, but still to be really healthy, because you have so many great vegetable options in the yes, fall that are yes. thick and hearty, um, but you know, something I was thinking about, so Dara and I love DIY classes, and so a lot of times those are art classes, but we're really into anything we can sort of test out and learn, and so... Um, Something I'm curious about is would you do you, or would you ever do sort of like learn to make an acai bowl? So, what is the process and sort of this experimentation and like sort of a class setting? How fun! I don't know if that's something you thought about, but maybe you should now.
2: Yeah, that's a really great idea. We started doing um, birthday parties mm-hmm. where you could create your own acai bowl. Oh, yeah,
0: no, that's that's so great I, I love
2: that and it went like like wildfire with like middle school and high school kids so
1: it would be their personal like the, Jamie's personal acai yes, bowl for yes. her
2: birthday yes so let's just say Jamie told her parents we want to have an acai we want to have 10 friends over and we want to have an acai bowl, bowl bar we would bring all the ingredients for 10 people and they would set it up and they would create their own acai bowl and then they would all we would like take a Polaroid and take a photo of it too but it was, I love that. Cute. I love
0: that for um, so my office, we at various times throughout the year do breakfasts. So, um, we've done an omelet bar, so like had a made to order omelet station. But I love the idea of doing an acai bowl bar,
2: so fun, so healthy. And you can like create it, like if you don't like granola, don't have granola. If you want, you literally create it the way you want it. And it was such a big hit. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is like the new, like. I don't know.
0: It's very, it, it, yeah, no, it's so on trend. I think everybody likes doing their own customization and creating and, um, again, something that's sort of an experience. <laughs> um, another question I had, so I I recently am I'm sort of still in the midst of Whole30, um, but I'm really watching my sugar intake and grains. So most granolas I know obviously are not um, sugar or even like honey, that kind of thing, free, and they're usually oats and so oats are kind of a questionable gotcha. gluten thing. So um, in regards to that, like how much added sugar do you guys have in your bowls or really that just happens in the
2: Nutella? So if minus the granola, the mm-hmm. granola is, is we don't make the granola here, but okay. minus the granola. But I could tell you everything that's in our granola. Um, everything's natural, no okay. added sugars, no dairy. The only sweeteners that we use on our acai bowls and our, any of our smoothie bowls are um, honey and agave. And both of you know how to, your body knows how to process both of those things. Right. We don't add any cane sugar. We don't add any um, sorbet into our acai. Um, it's just fruit. It's just fruit. So if you're looking to see, like, I think Whole30, you can have certain types of fruit, right?
0: Whole30 is any fruit. So the thing that we question all be no granola because it's no grains whatsoever and no added sugar. So I just wouldn't be able to do anything that has honey or agave, which, to be honest, they're delicious without. I don't think most of the yeah. time we need anything added. Um, and then no peanuts is the other big thing.
2: There's um, no in our granola. There's no nuts, but it's made in a facility um, that yeah. does process tree nuts, but there's no actual physical nuts in our pe- uh, me, in our granola. But we also do carry a gourmet, vegan, and gluten-free option for okay. people that maybe have celiac or, or are very sensitive to that kind of stuff. So our gluten-free option is... D- Dara has celiac, oh. actually. <laughs> so, yes. so she's checking out the granola like, oh gosh. offering. So I love the vegan granola more than I think I like my regular granola. Really? At this point, yes.
0: Okay. Your regular granola is very good.
2: I'm very picky about our granola. Like, extremely picky. You
0: know, I think (laughs) you should be, though. I think um, there are a lot of not-great granolas out there. Yeah. um, And a lot of them are very high in sugar. Very high in sugar. And I feel like know I'm looking to get a little bit of crunch in my bowl and so if I'm really just getting something that's just a, a waste of sugar I mean it's just a waste of calories on sugar and it's not really satisfying mm-hmm. any other needs I get frustrated by that
2: I hear you you know another thing that a lot of people do when they don't want granola they add chia seeds for that crunch.
0: You get the crunch. That's yeah, a great chia idea. Seeds. And what are, give us some health benefits of chia seeds because they're very um, Instagrammable and they're all over the, the trendsetters blogging.
2: Yeah, they're really high in omega fatty acids. Really good for you. Low in um, like glyc- It helps lower your glycemic uh, index. You don't get that, like, it's really high in fiber so it's going to help fill you up. It, I mean, there's a lot of good benefits to it. I put it on everything and I also really like hemp seeds. Okay. Hemp seeds—they do the same thing. It's gonna help fill you up. Um, high in omega fatty acids. It, there's a lot of benefits. Am I right that
0: they're high fiber?
2: Very high. Okay. Very high. So fiber. that's what yeah. gives you
0: that really full. Feeling.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Both of them are. Um, they expand. They expand in your stomach a little bit. So, um, have you ever had um cheese seed pudding? Yes. So good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Probably something else is probably gonna be coming into the store soon. Um, but again, it's just a really low low calorie, so healthy and lots of flavor. You can add your own sweeteners on there, like honey or agave, or even just a natural fruit, and that's all you need. Um, but people don't really don't know, they don't really have the opportunity to try it a lot. But it's delicious. It's so good for you. And I, I replace chia seeds a lot with my granola if I don't want granola. But sometimes I most of the time I like crunch in my bowls.
1: If someone is coming in for their first. Smoothie bowl, acai bowl experience. What do you recommend they get on the menu?
2: I ask them a few questions. Oh, really? I ask them. I ask them three questions. I ask them if they like peanut butter. I like. I ask them if they like coffee, or if they like. Um, they just like want something tropical. Those are my three things, and it kind of gauges me on like mm-hmm. where I can kind of rank them. Take out yeah, from? because I mean, we have our revive is amazing. It's espresso beans that are grounded up into the acai, sprinkled on top. It's got our coconut honey peanut butter. But if you don't like coffee, then it's not gonna be for you. Um, and if you are like, mainly like a fruit person, then I can hand you, point you to the path of the fruit and, all, and stuff like that. But I normally ask them three questions. I kinda, we do tons of samples here. Cause a lot of people have never tried acai before or they haven't tried Pattaya before. And we're like, here, try this. And no one either hates one or the other. They either just prefer one over the other. What um, is the difference between the two? So, acai is a Brazilian berry, and, and that base is blended with strawberries, blueberries, banana. Um, and then, pitaya is actually another name for dragon fruit, and dragon fruit's blended with mango and banana. And so, is is the one a little bit more citrusy? Um, yeah, because you have more berries into it, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit more tart. It's very berry-tasting. Okay. Um, pitaya is naturally... Dragon fruit doesn't have a lot of strong flavors to it, so you're really going to taste the mango and the banana in okay. that. Yeah. But the, it's bright fuchsia pink it's gorgeous it's very pretty
0: very Instagrammable.
2: yeah you eat with your eyes you know oh absolutely you eat with your eyes and a lot of these bowls um obviously you're buying it for the taste and for the health benefit but you're also buying it for the aesthetic you know how pretty it looks each one of our bowls are handcrafted and we really make sure that they look gorgeous going out so
0: so speaking of the Instagram, we're actually about out of time, so I wanted to make sure you get a chance to give everybody where they can find you, so your locations, your social media, website, all that stuff.
2: Thanks. Um, so Viva Bowls, we're located in Newark, Delaware. Our address is 280 East Main Street. We're right behind the comic book shop, Blue Hen Comic Book Shop in Market East Plaza. Um, if you pass green, you've gone too far free parking in you here. can
0: you can turn in at the traffic light that's actually the trick the traffic Ooh. light right before green you turn in there
2: that's so why haven't we been saying that now you know oh. <laughs> and then you can always follow us on our instagram and facebook at viva v-i-v-a Bowls b-o-w-l-s-d-e um you can see where our truck is what we're what's going on at the shop and you can always catch us on our website at viva
1: and then we always like to ask our guests just, like, a couple of questions about Delaware. And, of course, we've talked so much about your business. But you, as a person, and I know you mentioned how much you love living in Delaware. Um, like, what's an activity that you are looking forward to doing, like, this weekend or this fall?
2: Uh, my boyfriend and I are going to the beach. Good Saturday. for you. Yeah. Go on off season. You know, yes.
0: I, I love off season beach trips. There are so many things to do in Sussex County, both it. at the beach and not at the beach. um that don't that don't require it to be you know July Fourth weekend. So I think that's great. I actually prefer. It.
1: Well, we hope that you have fun, and we'll thank you so be much for having me. Eating some beef bowls. Thanks, Kelly Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the Della Darling podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling Pod on Instagram and Twitter and The Della Darling on Facebook.